In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sermon text this morning comes from our second reading, Acts chapter 2. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, today is the day. This is the day we have all been waiting for. If you have been paying attention the last couple of weeks, you have likely picked up a common theme throughout. We have heard Jesus tell his disciples that he would no longer be with them. He would be going to the right hand of the Father where he would be preparing a place for them. He would leave them, but he would not leave them as orphans. He would not leave them alone, but they would be sent a helper, a comforter. Of course, Jesus was preparing for the, his disciples for the day when he would ascend into heaven. They would no longer see him with their eyes, but he would be there. He would be there and dwell with them and in them because the Holy Spirit would dwell with them and in them. So today, we celebrate the big day on which this promise was fulfilled. That promise of the sending of the Holy Spirit. That day of Pentecost was, of course, 50 days after Easter. As a matter of fact, that is what the word Pentecost means. It means 50. On that day, that 50th day after Jesus had risen, the apostles would be enabled to serve as witnesses of Christ and to the whole, to the whole world. And this would happen so that others could be led to Jesus and know him as Savior and Lord. These events we read about in our second reading today, and quite a scene it was. It was quite spectacular. Tongues as a flame, the sound of a mighty rushing wind, speaking in tongues. To be sure, this was the day that the Lord had promised. An interesting thing to note is that this was not the first Pentecost to occur, although it was in the way that we think of it. As a matter of fact, Pentecost has been around for a very long time even dating back to the time of Moses. For nearly 1,500 years before the birth of Christ, believers from all over gathered in Jerusalem for Pentecost. Originally, this festival or feast of Pentecost was called the Feast of Weeks. And this Feast of Weeks landed on the 50th day after the Passover, or seven weeks after Passover. So it was fitting they call it Pentecost, 50. It is interesting how our major feasts and festivals today overlap with the feasts and festivals of the people of Israel. Passover correlates with Easter, and 50 days later, the Feast of Weeks correlates with Pentecost. And with these feasts, these feasts and festivals already occurring, it was a time when devout Jews would journey from all over to be in Jerusalem for Passover. And then to make the trip worthwhile, they stayed in Jerusalem for 50 days until the Feast of Weeks. And at that time, they would bring the first fruits of their crops and present them to the Lord. It comes as no surprise then that the Lord had this timing all planned out. Yes, for 1,500 years before Christ, 
the Lord had, had everything planned. And so, the first words of our epistle, or our second reading, read, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. When the events of Holy Week took place, there were already people gathered in Jerusalem for, the, for Passover. These people who were gathered, the Old Testament believers, those who the Holy Spirit had already created faith in, were in town to witness Jesus' crucifixion on the day of Passover. They would be there to witness the works of the Savior, who had been promised so long ago in the garden that Savior who had redeemed God's people from sin and crushed the serpent's head. Then, 50 days later, they would witness the coming of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. Now, on the day of Pentecost, they would be greeted by tongues as a flame, the sound of a mighty rushing wind, and people speaking in tongues. Indeed, it was quite a scene. Now that all the people were gathered, the Holy Spirit spoke to them through the mouths of the apostles. And the Spirit had one goal and purpose in mind. The purpose was to proclaim Christ. The goal was to point people to Jesus as that promised Messiah and to create faith in the people. And this is what the people heard from the mouths of the apostles. Not only that, Everyone heard this message from the apostles in their own language, as the apostles were enabled to speak in various languages and tongues. This would have really been a moment to experience, would it not? It is such a spectacular sight to envision that it is easy to lose sight as to why the apostles were speaking in these languages. As I said just a moment ago, the reason for this occur was so that everyone could hear of the mighty works of God in their own language. To be certain, this is a basic task of the Holy Spirit, to proclaim the mighty works of God, just as our text says. And what are those mighty works of God? They are the works of salvation, all done in and through Jesus Christ, who as a son of God put on human flesh, was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, lived, in a, lived a perfect life in our place, was crucified, died, and was buried, rising again on the third day, and ascended into heaven. And in doing all of this, earning the forgiveness of sins, and defeating death and the devil. To be sure, these are the mighty works of God. These are the works which the apostles proclaimed that day. This proclamation of what God has accomplished in Jesus Christ did not stop on that day of Pentecost. No, this was too good for the people to keep to themselves and to contain within them. The apostles continued to proclaim these mighty works of God in public preaching. The apostles did this but then those who were gathered also told people about Christ. When they made their journeys back home, they, were brought, they brought this good news of salvation of, in Christ with them. In their homes and their villages then, 
that people were able to speak the gospel to their family, friends, and neighbors. And this is just what we have before us today. Pastors publicly preach and proclaim Christ and Him crucified, proclaiming forgiveness of sins in Christ. And like those believers in Jerusalem, 50 days after Easter, the Holy Spirit comes upon all believers now. Yes, He comes upon you. Sure, He may not come with the same signs given to the apostles, tongues as of fire, the sound of a mighty rushing wind, and speaking in other languages, but you do have that same Spirit given to you, and you are able to speak the gospel to your family, friends, and neighbors. You can speak the proclamation of salvation of God worked in and through Jesus Christ, offering himself on the cross. And it all has the same result, faith in Christ, the same confession of that faith. Often, there seems to be confusion when it comes to the events of Pentecost, Many seem to believe that the spectacular signs are the main point of the text. Many get distracted by the so-called gifts of the Spirit. They look for some sort of spectacular sign of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Signs such as speaking in tongues or prophecy. They babble away in nonsense and call it speaking in tongues. They make false predictions about the future and call it prophecy. They forget what the purpose of these signs was, to, was, that purpose to proclaim the mighty works of God. Instead, they should focus on this reality. The Holy Spirit has promised to be present wherever the word of God is proclaimed in its truth and purity, and wherever the sacraments are rightly administered. And that does happen here in the divine service. Yes, here, the Holy Spirit comes to us and is present with us. The Holy Spirit comes to us in the means of grace. The Word of God preached, read, heard, and taught. The Holy Spirit comes to us in the sacraments of baptism and in the Lord's Supper as we receive the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. And through these... The Holy Spirit is at work, calling and gathering God's people into faith and keeping us in that faith. In the end, the Holy Spirit has one message, and this is the message. Christ died to save sinners, and since you are a sinner, this salvation is for you. This is the mighty works of God that the Holy Spirit proclaims on Pentecost and every day. And that is why we return here to hear that word again and again. Because by the means of that word, our faith is refreshed, renewed, and strengthened unto life everlasting. In Jesus' name, amen. And may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ. Amen.